Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. I'm Eric Cloward. I talk a lot on this podcast about anger because it's something that I've been working to manage in my own life. And today I want to talk about the the language of anger and about learning to redefine and talk about anger in a different way. For those of us that struggle with anger, we often get stuck in a bad pattern of mismanaging how we deal with strong negative emotions. So some situation comes up and it kicks off that fight or flight instinct and Pretty soon, we're reacting in a way that is so out of proportion to the situation. And the worst part is that you just feel so helpless. It's just this split-second reaction to the things that are happening around you. I mean, I go from zero to 60 sometimes in a moment's notice. And often that response is leftover programming from things that we had little control over when we were growing up. Trauma can often miscalibrate our ability to read situations properly. So something that might just have been annoying or frustrating gets treated at the same level as something that's a lot more threatening. And it sucks. Because once you finally get back in control of yourself, you kind of feel like shit. And you you feel ashamed of your behavior. You feel like you're a bad person. You feel like you're broken. And you feel like it's just one more instance showing how much you're failing at being, being the kind of person that you want to be. You feel unworthy, unlovable, and just plain worthless, and that you're failing as a human being. And it sucks. And then after you have your blow up, then all you want to do is just hide, and you want to push everyone away because you just don't feel worthy of being loved by other people. I mean, for me, I feel like I'm damaged at the core, that I'm just kind of irredeemable. So what do you do about this? How do you deal with anger in a way that's a, that's better? How do you start breaking the cycle. And I know that I've talked a lot about on this, but I think it's I think it's something worth repeating and working through a lot because I think a lot of us feel angry. And we feel angry a lot in our lives about the political situation. We feel angry about the economic situation in the world. We feel angry at injustice. We feel angry at all kinds of things that we can be appropriately angry about. But then there's plenty of things where we get angry and they aren't really appropriate. Or they're appropriate to be maybe mildly angry at. But for some of us, everything is either angry or not angry. There's no real in-between. So how do we deal with this? Well, Marcus Aurelius said, 
when you have been compelled by circumstances to be disturbed in a manner, quickly return to yourself and do not continue out of tune longer than the compulsion lasts. So to me, what this means is that you kind of got to sit with your anger. You can listen to that. You can start to question it. And when you want to do something in the situation you're in, when you're feeling angry, before you say something or do something, you should ask yourself, am I doing this to cause harm and to hurt the other person or to make the situation worse? Or is this really how I feel about the situation? Because if you really feel that strongly about something, then maybe that anger is, is okay. And maybe that anger is telling you something important. I mean, and maybe it is something that you should listen to. Maybe it's anger, like I said, at injustice. Maybe it's anger at how somebody else is treating you and that you really do need to take some action on that. If something upsets you that much, it shouldn't be ignored. And that's part of the problem, is that when we ignore our anger, we try to push it off and we feel bad about just feeling angry. Then we feel terrible about any time we feel angry, about anything. I mean, and even when it's something that we, it's probably okay to feel angry about. Because there are things that we should be angry about, but when we blow up at seemingly trivial things, then we start to feel shame towards any anger that we have. Appropriate anger and inappropriate anger get lumped in the same pile. And it's hard sometimes to know the difference. And especially when you're in an argument and you feel that urge to just lash out. And the thing is, is if you can catch it, if you can count to five or even ten before you say something and ask yourself, do I really mean what I'm going to say? And if you do, then go ahead and say it, but try to say it in a way that isn't confrontational. Say it in, maybe say it softly if you have to. But if the compulsions that you have are things that you're doing or saying only to cause harm to somebody else or to push somebody's buttons, then it's probably better that you just stop and sit with them a while and give yourself some time to cool down. Now, being stoic about anger doesn't mean that you don't feel it. It just means that we learn how to manage it, that we don't let it ruin our lives, and that we learn how to communicate what we feel in a more productive and helpful way. And this is where we need to find new tools about the way that we talk about these things. Seneca said, For if anger listens to reason and follows where reason leads, then it is already not anger, of which obstinacy is a proper quality. If, however, it fights back and does not become quiet when it has been ordered, but is carried forward by its desire and ferocity, then it is as useless a servant of the soul as a soldier who disregards the signal for falling back. And thus, if it suffers a measure to be applied to itself, then it must be called by a different name, and it ceases to be anger, which I understand to be unrestrained and untamable. Now let's break this down a little bit. And what I think Seneca is telling us here is that we need to learn how to label things better than just anger. Because what he says here, the definition, his definition of anger is that it is unrestrained and untamable and it is ferocious. But that if we're able to reason with something and turn it into something that's much more productive, then maybe it's not anger. And this kind of got me thinking that I think a lot of times we don't have the vocabulary to express what we're really feeling. So it just get lumped, it gets lumped in as anger. 
And it's kind of like the old saying that if you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And if you only know how to be angry in one way or express distress, irritation, annoyance, sadness, or depression, or whatever negative emotion you're having, if it only gets expressed as anger, then you're not dealing with these emotions in an appropriate or useful way. So what are some of the tools that we have? Well, I think the biggest thing is that we need to expand our vocabulary about our emotions. Rather than everything boiling down to anger, we can learn to identify more nuanced emotions. And maybe what we're really feeling is frustration, or humiliation, or rejection, or a dozen other emotions that we have a hard time identifying because for us it's either angry or not angry. And when we can learn to better identify what we're really feeling, then we can start to find different ways of viewing the feelings that we're having. And when we can identify our emotions better, then we can see that dealing with annoyance is very different than how we should deal with frustration or how we deal with resentment. But if we only have that one word for it, then we can't deal with it appropriately. On my website, I've created a worksheet that I'm calling the Emotional Vocabulary Worksheet. And basically what it is, is it's an exercise that you can go through when you're dealing with a strong emotion. And maybe you are in a situation where you didn't deal with things very well. And it kind of walks you through trying to identify some of these, these different emotions and look at how these emotions maybe were appropriate or inappropriate for the situation. And maybe if our reaction was appropriate or inappropriate for the situation. Dealing with strong emotions in our lives is something that all of us have to do. But in order for us to actually deal with these different emotions that we have, we need to be sure what we're actually feeling. So expanding our emotional vocabulary will give us the words to be able to really identify what it is that we're feeling and then respond appropriately. So if you'd like a copy of this worksheet, if it's something that sounds interesting to you, you can go to my website and download it from there. There'll be a link on the front page. My website is www.stoic.coffee, and I'll have the link sitting there on the front page. And that's the Stoic Coffee Break for this week. Remember, be good to yourself and be good to others. And thanks for listening. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, please head on over to my website, www.stoic.coffee. There you'll find a link to my Patreon page where your pledge can help me make and grow this podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter, browse the Stoic reading list, and find previous episodes. I really appreciate your help in building this podcast, and thanks again for listening.